Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are live and recording. So welcome everybody for tuning in. Uh, This is another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital, where we help law firms fill their pipeline using digital marketing. So I have a special guest coming in today from New York, and uh, we have Neil O'Reilly joining us today. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So uh, so I want to jump right into it, and uh, you're a sole proprietor. Correct. And, uh, and I just want to put this out there, and a lot of people say this. Neil's like, why should I be on the show? I'm just a sole proprietor. And uh, in all honesty, everyone listening right now, we all can learn from each other. And so what this show is about, other than us getting our name in the marketplace, because that is you know, a good reason for us to do this, is we want to you know, help Neil's story help someone else and vice versa. So whatever Neil's done, hopefully it can help someone. So if you're a, a young attorney or you're in law school or you're just stuck at a law firm that you don't want to be at and you're thinking about going on your own, Neil went on his own, whether or not he started that way or uh, we're about to find out his story. But it's, um, you know, if you listen to these episodes, you know, you're just looking for that little golden nugget, that little piece of information or inspiration uh, that'll help you with your firm. So Neil, you're a great fit for the podcast and we're happy to have you tell your story today. And, um, and again, someone's going to get some good information from this. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time with us. So tell us your story. What what inspires you to become an attorney? What happened? What was that moment? And uh, just give us a little background on that. For me, I just, when I was in college, I was a finance major. And I just felt that being a lawyer was a way to just have more freedom, which is funny because my sister worked at law firms in support. And she was like, you have no, in larger New York City firms. So you have no idea. You're, you're exactly wrong about that. So I went to law school. I worked at a smaller firm. And then what I really wanted to do, I realized was trial work. So I went up to the Bronx DA's office. I was in domestic violence and sex crimes. And then the or- I, I, I was, I formed, I was the first assistant chosen for the organized crime unit, gang unit. We went through about 15 names in a year. So when I left, I was trying to think about what I wanted to do. And a lot of my friends do criminal defense. So I'm not disparaging them, but it's just not for me. So I started thinking about what could I do to really help people? So I started to do some estate planning. I went and got my LLM, but all the firms, I so I had my own firm at first, and then I joined a, a larger firm in New Jersey, and they wanted me to do some planning, but they really wanted me to be in court, to do estate litigation or tax litigation. So I did that. I moved around to a couple of firms. I went back out on my own. And then just about a year ago, so right when the pandemic was starting, um, I decided I didn't want to do the litigation anymore. I just... The grind of the litigation, there was a lot of, you know, as you know, there's a lot of times where it's just, sometimes I feel like people hear about in the state litigation, uh, it's an easy way to make a little bit of money, so let's go for it. And it just, it just got to me after a while. So I decided I really want to deal with people. I really want to help people maybe avoid that problem. So that's why I just, year to 18 months ago, I pared away everything except the planning and the administration. So that's what I do now. But that's 
how I got to where I am today. I just like the fact of, like I said, you know, when I was doing the domestic violence and sex crimes or the, or the organized crime, I liked helping people. That was the best part of the job. So that's, that's why I do what I do now in a nutshell. Excellent. Well, again, that, it's interesting to hear these different stories, but everyone has this, you know, they went from a firm and, or they went into one thing and, but eventually what I see is they, they find out where they really want to be and it doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, young attorneys listen to this. It's that first job you take or that internship or whatever it might not be where you stay or where you end up, um, but it's going to give you some experience and probably allow you to figure out where you don't want to be <laughs> and where you do want to be. So I, I think, you know, for you, it's you basically niched. You're saying, hey, I want to do this and that's it. And now you can just be really good at that. And I think, you know, if you're talking to the right customer, the right client that should speak volumes to them like hey this you know this person does this and only this and you're gonna be really good at it. so i think niching is huge and you know kind of get in your little spot and, and stay to it yeah so. and it, like, like you said since there are young attorneys watching this i mean i started practicing in 93 you know my first firm with the admiralty and maritime i thought the choice of law questions would be great but that, it's all insurance driven so the choice of law questions are gone so that's when i that's one of the main reasons i moved to the da's office and then you know from there you start to wonder is you know when i went to a firm you know i had the litigation and i was i loved it and i was great at it but then eventually it just got to like you're saying you just kind of over time there's something gnawing at you that this isn't the right thing so take if anyone's out there and you're you know you're thinking i don't know how well you know what direction it's going to go for me it took quite some time to figure this out so it's, it's not it's not a problem if it takes you a while yeah 100 so well kudos to kind of figuring that out you know it does take a while and i think you just got to get get out there put yourself out there and get going and uh it will happen at some point. Uh, maybe some people are more fortunate. They figure out what they want prior. But uh, I was, I didn't know, coming out of high school, I had no clue what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. So I was not going, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be a marketer. It was kind of a very gray area for me. Um, so now I'm here where I'm at. But uh, so as you're listening to, um, you want to take a look at um, Neil's website, nice website, uh, cjorlaw.com. It's at the bottom of your screen if you're tuning in on video. Um, if not, it's Again, cjorlaw.com. Uh, take a look at that and you can kind of see more about what he does. Check out his firm. So your um, so your location in, is in New York, uh, New York, but and you said you live in Jersey Shore? Correct. Actually, you, do you practice in New Jersey as well or just New York? New York and New Jersey. Both. Okay, both. Excellent. Um, that seems pretty common when I talk to lawyers in the New York area. So um, really cool. So what are some of the ways, you know, obviously you've been at a firm, you've gone back on your own. I guess either way, what are some of the things that you've done to, you know, get clients and get in front of folks, um, especially for you're kind of now you're a little bit more specific on what you're looking for. Uh, what things have you done that, that have worked at all to get in front of those folks and, and bring those clients in the door? Well, just the first thing I want to say is I, you know, coming from the DA's office and I left the DA's office a while ago, but it still took me a while to figure this out. Coming from a long line of blue collar, not surprising, Irish, New York, I come from a long line of cops. Uh, you don't you don't ever talk about how to get business. You know, that's not something that anyone ever discusses. And when I was at the DA's office, you, you don't worry about business happening. So I was always a I was always good mechanically as a lawyer, but I was always terrible at clients. So that's part of the reason when I first came out and I went to my own, I had my own firm, I just wasn't I wasn't really good at, at bringing clients in. I felt, I've always felt held back by charging money and I felt back for, for a number of reasons. I just wasn't any good at it. Um, so this time, and this is part of the reason why, you know, when I, when I went back on my own. So what I do now is one of the first things I did was I joined a networking group and great for networking. Yes. But really what it's really good about is how to learn how to network better. 
So if you're someone like me, where it was just a chore, it's just like, I don't think, I don't really want to ask someone for business. So that's one of the first things I did is I, a lot of what I did was mentally, how do I go about this? So it's not really about networking anymore. It's not really about getting clients. The main way I get clients right now is I do seminars, COVID, you can't really do seven seminars, but I'm going to start those up live, live again. I do a lot of webinars. I saw that. So, in that just, yeah. so that's what that does, though, gets me into the mindset of I'm not really here to I'm here to get clients. But really what I'm here to do is help people. If I help people. I'll get clients. So a lot of times people will come to the webinar. I give them a complimentary consultation and I tell them at the end of it, I want a decision. Now the time we move forward or is now not the time? And no is perfectly fine. A lot of people who say no still refer me clients because they they see that I'm real about that. It's not once I feel a no coming on, it's not as though we just end and I'm in a snit. I, I want them to know you, you know, you had questions. That's what I offered you. Um, yep. So that's a yep. big way that I get clients. Uh, the networking, I joined a BNI group. Again, that helps me because it's not yep. about going there and convincing people to give me business. It's just about being helpful. That's extremely helpful for me. I try to, one of the things that I try to do is give presentations at local churches. That's really helpful for me. It's kind of a, it's people of a similar cultural background to me. So it's, it's helpful. They trust me because of that. And then also one of the big things I'm working on now is I went to a, uh, a small private high school. I'm trying to work with the alumni group there. They're oh, trying to do a lot of fundraising. And with that, I'm so if I can get into that, that's a way for me to get involved with you know, just generations of people who went to my high school. So those are my main ways of doing it. I, I, obviously, I also deal with, you know, I try to deal with people in similar areas, whether it be uh, CPAs or financial planners. Mm -hmm. that, that works out OK. Um, but the, the webinars, just meeting people all around town, that's. As silly as it seems, once I started really reaching out and just putting out information, people from different aspects of my life have reached out to me, whether it's friends or family, and said, I didn't really realize that's what you did, but can you can you help me out? And so it's something that even though I've been in business for a while, I hadn't reached out to those people in the past. And you kind of think to yourself, those won't be good sources for me. <laughs> but just again, being helpful, a lot of those people are coming. So those are my main areas where I'm getting clients. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. I love every single one of that. There's approaches. And I saw the webinars on your site, but I was going to ask you about it, but you brought it up. So I think that is a really great way. And I, I think you know, if you're listening to this and you're in criminal defense or personal injury or, or some of those other areas that may be more of immediate need and you have to market yourself and be available more like Google and advertise, those things is, is harder. You know, you don't go to your friends and say, hey, I have criminal defense. Let me know if you need me. But but I think what, what you do and what you offer, so other estate planning attorneys, wills trust, family law, things like that. I think what, what you're doing, Neil, is is awesome because it's really what I would call like a power base. Um, if anyone works as like Grant Cardone, he's like big on sales and, and whatever. Um, but the power base is your friends, your family, everybody that you know, letting them know what you're up to, what you do, because half the time they probably don't even have a clue what you're doing. Um, yeah. And so you're going back out to those folks and say, hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, go to your high school. I got my high school reunion, 20 years coming up next weekend. But they don't even, you know, hey, this is what I do. And there's going to be a need probably there. I love the things you're doing at the local, like uh, the churches and, and other uh, groups like that. Everyone there should be needing your service uh, at some point in, in their life. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great what you're doing with, with all that. Um, but yeah, having that power base. And I think the other one is what I call a power group for networking. B&I, I used to be in that a long time ago. 
We only work with law firms, so it doesn't really work for me anymore because there can only be one lawyer in the group. <laughs> but um, and, and most of our clients are national. But um, that's the CPAs, the, the the other types of attorneys, all those folks getting them to to know what you're doing and building those referral uh, referral sources is huge. And and we try to do that at my like at my company. I have a spreadsheet, so my employees, if they're working with a client, and someone says, "Hey, I, do you guys know a photographer? Or do you know a?" You know, this or that. And we have a sheet of trusted people, CPA, a business attorney, whatever, um, that we can say, oh, yeah, we actually have someone that we we know and trust. And, and we pass that along. It's just helping the client. You know, it's just being helpful, like you said. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love all that. So, yeah, being helpful, putting out free information. And then, hey, if you want to work with us, we're right here. If not, even if they're not ready, they get their friend on the weekend talking to them about, yeah, I need to get my stuff straight, uh, whatever. Oh, well, I got a guy. He's, he's awesome. I haven't worked with him yet. Um, and they can refer you. So I love yeah. it. I, th I think people are really, more, I think people are a lot more open when they don't think they're, when they don't feel like they're being sold. Like that's the main thing. So if you just, yeah. that, that's why the teaching, that's why something like this is great. You know, you're, you know, you, what you're saying to people is I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being helpful. There's, there's just an honesty about that. That's a little better than you know, the person when they feel they're being hunted just on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. Sometimes with the podcast here, well, will people be like, well, why are you, you know, why are you reaching out to me? And uh, how'd you find out my information? And it's like, Hey, we just want to be a guest on the podcast and tell your story. It, it, you know, but we got plenty of other people that would like to be on. So, you know, we're, we're not we're not pursuing you. Um, you know, so uh, you know, not and they know what we do, and maybe it's their need. They're, yeah, so it'll, it'll work the same way that you're doing. Um, so something like this would be awesome for you. Uh, you know, maybe not so much in you know whether this is more broadly broadcasted and not specific to New, Jer New York and New Jersey. But I mentioned this every once in a while. We have uh, I had a guest on managing partner out of Colorado. They have a divorce podcast. And again, anyone in the world can access the podcast, but they get tons of clients from their podcast and they just talk about divorce topics and, and things like that. So there's lots of different things you can do out there, but you're putting out free content. You're helping people. If you're the, the resource they came to and they ask, you you help them ask, answer some questions and it's all free advice, who are they going to use when they need to uh, you know, get professional help? So well, I love it. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. One of the things that I've had on the back burner for about six months now is I have my, I have the thumbnail podcast. I want to start is small business needs you. So it's, I want to do a local small business podcast in five boroughs and in Northern and central New Jersey, just small business owners. Nice. Do maybe two a week, similar format to this, maybe 15, 20 minutes, just to get the word out. These are small businesses. People, if you care about small businesses and you say you care about small businesses and you want to help people who are probably crushed by the pandemic. So I have a list of people and I've just been trying to figure out the mechanics of how to do a podcast like this. I can help um, you. I, I'm definitely going to reach For out. Free, to you. Of course. <laughs> yeah. but, it's the, but it's the same idea of just trying to get the word out. Maybe I'll get business out of it. I have no idea. But I kind of, you know, as a small business owner, I feel like people should be using small business rather than particularly small businesses we're talking about. It'd be rather than Amazon or Best Buy, you know, yeah. just regular people. No, 100%. I love that. And um, yeah, I, I have a whole kind of step-by-step process for doing your own podcast. Happy to share that with you and, and whatever. That's anyone else listening to. I'm actually talking to a lot of lawyers that come on here. And I, I'm I'm helping them with this like free workshop type of thing. I'll just can walk them through it real quick. But um, but no, I think that's amazing. And I think podcasts are not dead; they're growing. And the, here's the thing: is there's such an opportunity. Um, I had some stats. It's in my slide deck that for podcasting. Actually, at my local chamber, so I have a regional chamber here in Virginia, and they asked me to give a master class, and so I I did that like a couple weeks ago. So I've got all brand new material together for this, and um, and that was just to help anyone listening that you know, wants to start a podcast for their business. And so um, the thing is, podcasts, I think there's like, I don't know, 90 
I forgot how many billions, like 90 billion websites or something crazy. And there's only like a in the millions of podcasts. So there's, there's such a difference in that number. So yeah. there's not a lot of podcasts to tune into, especially if you get specific, yeah. uh, like in an area or um, estate planning or you know whatever it may be. But if you get specific, people are searching for that stuff. You're going to get an audience that's interested in that. And, and that's what it's all about. So yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, let me know. I can help you after the show here. And that's anyone else. If you're looking to do a podcast for your law firm, like I think it's a great idea. It's not something we charge the service for, I think. But it's also not that difficult. You just set the... You have to do it. You just got to do it. Any so ideas? Clearly, for me, one of the things I've been obsessing about is the lighting. You can see your lighting. That's great. Mine feels like a disaster. <laughs> well, I was telling uh, Neil before this, I was just a, I just recorded a podcast right before this. And um, I had two back to back today, kind of. And the lighting was not like this. I had the overhead lights, which are fluorescent. And um, it was terrible. Like I was like white, shiny. So uh, before this one, I went and got the ring light, which is on a stand and just put it and turn my lights off. So uh, at the end of the day, though, you know, I do this in my house. Um, I've done these. I just had a guy on today He's in New Mexico in like Roswell, New Mexico area. And um, he was in a Denny's. He recorded in a Denny's while I was right here. And that was actually his lighting was good. It was quiet. So he had his Denny's coffee cup. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. And you're talking about these small businesses, you know, yeah. the conditions don't have to be perfect to have a podcast. No one's going to be that upset about it, especially if you, you do video like this as well as audio. Um, and you can get people on your podcast platforms as well as YouTube or your website, LinkedIn, whatever else you want to do. So uh, consider something like this. It's just called StreamYard and uh, it does it all for you. And I can export the audio and boom, I got my, my podcast. So that's all in the thing I put together is not just creating the content, but how do you repurpose it and put it out to, you know, everywhere. So, uh, you know, this will be Instagram stories coming out like the, the, with you talking here soon. So it's, you can slice and dice it and, and just keep reusing it. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, that could, that's the thing about it is if you're going to do it, that's the thing about it's invaluable about what you offer. It's great to have, you, you know, I could, I could, I could pump out an hour long podcast, right? Really then I just get lost in the sea. You really have to learn how to do what you're saying is if you can learn how to, 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 to do a more concise podcast, but also how to break it down into all the components you're talking about. That's really great for someone in my position to learn about. No, absolutely. And uh, you know, this week I looked on the calendar and we have 19 of these podcasts this week. So, wow. um, yeah. And then there's all the repurposing that comes with it. Emails out to you, the guests. I know you're going to probably get like two more emails. Um, when the, you know, we'll make the edits, we'll send you the, 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 all the files. It's a, it's a production and, um, you know, we don't even do it as a service. We just do it for ourselves, but but hopefully, you know, we can teach a lot of people how they can do it for their firms and at least maybe not to the scale we're doing it. But if it's once a week, once a month, that's that's more than doable. Just got to put some time aside for it. Yeah. So, but yeah. uh, uh, all right. Next question. And then we'll uh, we'll get you wrapped up out of here. You know, what's really the plans for you? Yeah, and, and you. How long have you you've had this firm? The, the practice on your own again? Well, I guess technically I've been out on my own for in this last iteration for three years. But really, you know, with the with just doing the estate planning and the uh, the administration work, year and a half. Okay, year so year and a half. So with that in mind, let's just yeah forget about the rest. I mean, you got the experience, but with that in mind, what is you know what's really your next plans? Obviously, you're looking to get out more, uh, do some cool things. But what do you see kind of as the next year to three years? as far as uh, what you're looking to accomplish? So in the next six months, I want to add one staff member at least. Um, and that would probably be right at six months. And then from there, based on based on the growth, um, because you know, for me, really the main thing is when someone does the planning and even the administration, there's a lot of funding work that we have to do 
to make sure that, you know, when, when they're doing trust work, make sure that's funded when we're doing the administration work. Um, so that's the first person I want to hire because that's just a lot of extra work. The other people who I want to hire and I'd really like to have this within a year is I have a, I want to have a customer, a uh, customer relations person. You could say it's a receptionist, but it's really more than a receptionist because it's going to be the person who mainly deals with the clients. They're the one who's going to when someone calls, they're going to route them to the correct person. So it's, it's more, yeah. someone who has to think of themselves as more than a receptionist. And then oh, I yeah. also oh. want to have a person who their job is to help me put the documents together and then also would help me with the signing ceremony. So at least I want at least those three people. Ideally, if I were to add another person, that'd be great. But those are the three people I want to have in place in the next 12. Love it. Very precise. Uh, you know what you want. So that's good. Um, anyone listening, you're looking for a job and you're not a lawyer, <laughs> submit your resume. Um, no, I think that's great. And I, I like how you said receptionist, but not you know, we, the biggest thing I've done here at my company is hire a person. We always had an interaction with, with clients from multiple people, but we hired a person full-time to literally just be full-time, uh, maybe account representative or account executive, whatever you want to call it, but literally to call, there's more outbound than there is inbound. So clients yeah. are calling us, they don't call us that much, but when the client asks for something and it's going to go get done or not get done, or it's tasked, like they call text, email the client, like every day, pretty much, Hey, here's where we are. Or, hey, this is done over the top communication so that the client's never like, what's going on? That's helped a lot. <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, good. That's a good position to have. And, and not just waiting for calls, but proactively making sure every client's touched, you know, based with. And if, and if a client doesn't ask for anything for like a week or a month, they call them anyway, you know. So yeah, I, I think that's a good idea for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So excellent. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story and uh, what you're up to. I love the ideas you have for the, uh, the the small business and the podcast. You know, definitely happy to help you with any of that stuff. If you want just tips or, you know, my recommendations, I'm happy to give that. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Kevin. This was great. I, yeah. Thanks so much, so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Yeah, no, no problem. Again, uh, anyone watching, check out his website, uh, cjorlaw.com. And uh, yeah, appreciate sharing your story. Everyone, have a good day. Uh, Neil, if you want, stay on with me for just a second. And uh, everyone else, we'll see you next time. <laughs>